Hey there, have you been thinking about buying a new mattress? <laughs> well, don't. You should buy the Wandering Aimfully membership. The door is closed today. Hashtag not a mattress ad. Not a mattress ad. It is, uh, it's us promoting our own stuff because, hey, we, we want to promote our it's stuff. It's our show and we can do that. Uh, we have a new program called Build Without Burnout Academy. You may have heard it on previous episodes. We've been talking about it. It is included in our Wandering Aimfully membership and we are closing the doors to that membership as of today, this episode going up. So just a reminder, this program is specifically tailored for client-based business owners who want to transition to digital products. Maybe you want to create products to offset your client income or just add some supplemental income to your business. And we take you through a step-by-step way to do that without burning out. And this is something that we have taught tons of people over the years. It is something we have applied to our own businesses. We are not teaching secondhand knowledge. We are not going to help you make $100,000 overnight. This is a step-by-step system. Like Caroline said, no burnout. You are going to learn exactly how to build an audience, how to put together a digital product, how to do it all without being overwhelmed. And you can check it out at join.wanderingaimfully.com before the doors close. And if you miss it, don't worry. You can sign up for the next time the doors open, which will be in about a month. Hot air balloon rides, trips to the moon, (laughs) flying cars, uh, McMansions, billions of dollars, swimming in money, and gold jet skis. Those are my big dreams. We covered all in this episode (laughs) of Wandering Aimfully, the show all about big dreams. I'm one of your hosts, Caroline Zook. I'm Jason Zook, and we talk about our big dreams. We talk about how those dreams have changed based on some realities that we've experienced. We talk about why Caroline doesn't have any big dreams and if it means she's dead inside. She said in this episode, I kid you not, she doesn't want to hang out with Oprah. Caroline (laughs) hates Oprah. You heard it here first. You better edit that out. (laughs) I love you, Oprah. Yeah, she does. So we hope you enjoy this episode about big dreams, uh, bucket lists, maybe thinking about the things that you're looking forward to and why you're looking forward to them. So uh, enjoy and then feel free to share your big dreams with us wherever you want to do that. Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment. This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt, all with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention. Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. Do you know what that sounded like? What did it sound like? Whipped cream. Oh, like in a metal bowl? Or no, the no, like the, the aerosol. The aerosol guy. Got it. What? Like whipped the cream whisk, in a metal bowl? Like a whisk against a metal bowl. Oh, no, that's more like. No, do it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Foley art, not my forte. So your big dream is to be a Foley artist. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be interesting to discuss just the first things that immediately come to mind when you think of like big dreams that you have. Okay. And I, what I find interesting about this already is that when we were sitting down to talk about this, you're like, I don't know what mine are. So it might be fun just to see, go. What's I a big one. dream? What's just a big, one. What's a big dream? To build our own house. To build our own house. Nothing else? Literally nothing else. You don't want to spend a day with Oprah? No. Really? Really. It was just you and her just hanging Sounds out? like a recipe for anxiety. <laughs> for I'd what? rather watch her on, on from TV? the comfort of my house. You'd rather watch her from a bush with a telescope? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I think this is so fascinating because when you said let's do an episode about big dreams, and I was like, I don't have big dreams. And we can get more into this. I know why I think that is, but I want to hear what your big dreams are first. Um... I have a couple, and I think they range on different things. So one is I would love to own 
a like older classic car, but retrofitted as an electric car. So I owned a 1948 uh, Chevy 5100, 3100 truck, and it was not retrofitted an electric car. It was a gasoline-powered car, and it was so fun to drive, but it just was not a very We really good did car. enjoy that. Oh, it was wonderful. So I'd love to have something like that because like I get so much value and joy from mm-hmm. automobiles. And I love we love our Tesla to death, but it's not it doesn't have like the personality and the character that like an it older car. It doesn't have like the like go for a Sunday drive right. and right. kind of thing. Drop your shoulder. If you're on YouTube, just you can like see a little you shoulder drop. drop your shoulder. So that's one dream okay. thing that I have. Building a home, a custom home okay. would be amazing. And that's not even like, I think that used to be a quote unquote mansion. Yeah. And that is not that. <laughs> mansion. Isn't it funny? Just I like know. The, the, the idea. When that, you're a kid, yeah. a mansion. A mansion. It's it's just like a 1500 square foot, super modern, like yeah. well and that's And that's from my perspective as well. It's more, it's less about the big thing or, you know, making it huge. It's more about. Just having, designing like, something completely custom to our lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So my other dreams. Uh, I would like to write a children's book at some point. Okay. Um, so I don't know what that entails. It's just been something that I thought about for a mm-hmm. long time. Uh, would like to live in Europe mm-hmm. for at least a, at least nine months because that's three months, ninety days at like three different places. I like that. Um, so that and then what do I have? Another one. Um. World hunger, obviously. That's you know. Why don't I have any big dreams? Well, well, because like all those things sound great. I want to do those things, but I don't. I think so. I think part of um, where this conversation for me, I wanted to, and you know, feel free to jump in at any time about why you don't think you have big dreams. But part of this conversation for me about having big dreams is that I had these aspirations when I was younger, and I had these goals and these things that were big and they were out of reach, and then I realized that all of those things were societal ideas. Mm -hmm. None of them were actually things I gave a shit about at all. Mm -hmm. And I think when you build a life that you actually love and you do things that you enjoy and you save up for things for years and you are really intentional about the choices you make and you start to really evaluate what do I actually like? Like what like I'm you know, we're both bougie travelers, as we talked about in our travel episode. So we don't need to like do something crazy extravagant. We want something small and intimate and fun and like well-crafted and the food is amazing. And like, that's it. Like mm-hmm. we don't need gold toilets and gold mm-hmm. doors and gold ceilings and all kinds of other things. So I, I just think that when you define what those things are, the big pie in the sky dreams that people tend to say are the things that you need to have. They really don't matter to you. You start to have smaller dreams, but they're just things that you're like, oh, I could achieve this. It's just going to take 10 or 15 years. I did think of one. Okay. Um, I would like to eat at like a world famous like Michelin star restaurant. So when Chef's, and do table, a tasting menu. When Chef's table first came out, my buddy Greg and I were talking about this. Shout out to Greg Hardle. I think he listens to some of these. We had talked about going to every Chef's table restaurant. And having a film crew film two normal dudes going to these restaurants. Which I think is really cool. Now, now the problem is that since Chef Table has come out, we have become plant-based eaters. Yeah, so my dr- part of my dream is that it's the best plant-based. I'm sure there has to be like a Michelin star. Plant-based. Plant-based, plant-based restaurant. Because even one of the chefs, we were watching the final table on Netflix. And one of those chefs said that at their restaurant, it's like 90% vegetarian. Yeah. So I- like. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's coming in the next couple of years, too. We talk about this often. Like, I think there will be a vegan or plant-based cooking show uh-huh. soon. Uh, we'll see that. But, yeah, this this dream that I had with my buddy Greg to, like, you go to all these different countries. Mm-hmm. 
you explore all these different cultures and you get to eat all these amazing food these restaurants. It's a little less exciting now because most of the meals are dictated with meat. Yeah. So uh, I think there could just be something fun with that, though, of trying to find like, the best plant based slash vegetarian restaurants. Yeah. Uh, but going off of what you said about how your dreams kind of change, I think that's why I don't have really any anymore. And it's because of this. I for so long before kind of the journey of my 20s was moving from a place of external validation to a place of internal validation. And what I learned during that process is that who I am as a person and what I want out of my life and what I need at any given season of my life is always changing. And so I think when you're younger, your desire to set these big goals or big like this this target way off in the future it doesn't take into account the fact that you might not want that, mm-hmm. you know, a, a few years later. And so I've just now that knowing is in my bones, which is that what I want today is not going to be what I want six months from now, a year from now. And so what that's done for me is that I stop thinking about the big things I want to. Well, number one, I stop focusing on accomplishments of like there aren't these things that I these these notches in my belt, so to speak, that I need to have. I think probably the closest to that would be having a book. And even that changed for me. So it wasn't like I want to be a published author. It was like by the time that that opportunity came to me, I was like, well, I don't even know if this is a big dream of mine anymore. It's just more a creative project that I get to participate in. Um, So now I'm in this place where it's like I just want to, you know, without sounding too like woo-woo, I just want to focus on the present and what I need or want in this season of life. I think in this season of life, like we're – living in a place right now where we're renting and we love it and it's wonderful. There is construction going on around us. So it, that's top of mind all the time is I'm like, someone is building their dream house right. 50 feet from where so we I'm live. like, what would, what would it be for us? Or, 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 you know, when you rent, you kind of think to yourself like, Oh, I really like this. Or I really don't like this. Or how would I change this if I was making my own house or buying my own house or something? I don't want our big dreams to focus so much on possessions or like material things. But I think the process of us, First of all, because we spend so much time at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like I said, I think it would be more about us customizing our our living space that we spend so much time in to maximize our own joy is really what that process would be about for me. But I don't have any big dreams because it's like I don't have things I want to accomplish. I just want to kind of be open to where life goes and unfolds kind of in front of us. I think uh, I want to come back to the idea of like why we don't have big dreams is because I think we've achieved some of those and there's not they're not as amazing and shining as you think they are going to be totally the other one i want to talk about that i forgot to mention was financial security that's the biggest dream that's the dream i i think and it's not to have i don't want millions of dollars in the bank uh although you know i love mr money mustache's whole mantra of like if you saved up to a certain amount of money based on how much you know that you spend every year in expenses you can live off of the return of an investment of something so we actually ran the numbers and for our lifestyle if we had 3.2 million dollars in an index fund at a four percent rate of return every year that amount that you make off of that money being invested every year, we could live off of. Right. So, so you're living li- off of interest. We would, yeah, we would never have to make or, any additional not money. Not interest, but that's the best way to describe dividends it. Dividends of living of off the, of dividends. Yeah. Um, Lividens, somebody might say. We're not even close in the all at all on the three point two million dollars. Right. That, we got I mean, two point two. Uh, and uh, I have to work hard to get to that three. I'm kidding. We don't have two point two million dollars. Yeah. In the bank. No, we're not. We are not anywhere near that. Um, but I do think that that is something I think about all the time. 
I think about our money. I think about, you know, do we have enough money? I think about those things. And I think it's because we both grew up with not a lot of money. So it was top of mind all the time. It was a discussion that my mom never hid from me, which I'm very grateful for because I'm glad that I acknowledge money. I'm glad that I pay attention to it. I'm glad that I keep track of it. Um, I'm glad that I learned a lot of lessons while owning a million dollar business, which takes me to my point that I wanted to bring up of when you do achieve some of these goals. And I think it's fun for us to talk about a couple things. So getting a published book, taking a dream trip, like our trip to Tahiti, um, you know, having a business that on paper is worth a million dollars, these things, they're not as shiny and amazing as they end up being. And that's why they don't end up being dreams moving forward. They're great. It's just you, well, we talk about this a lot too, is like kind of the value of dreams is dreaming them, not achieving them. It's the anticipation. The anticipation is almost as great as or better than the thing. Like there's been like psychological studies that show that. Yeah. It has a greater impact. Like you look forward to a trip more than you like the trip itself. Um, So I think that's part of dreams is like having big dreams maybe isn't necessarily about trying to achieve them as much as it is daydreaming and, and you know, having something to look forward to, which is great. And I think it has a positive psychological effect. One thing I was going to say, a trip that I have talked about that I think you're on board with is going to the Maldives. This is a trip that like I've talked about for years. I want to do. But Why? Uh, just because of the beautiful views, the overwater bungalows. Do you think that the views and the overwater... I'm I'm just kind of challenging you on this because I'm like, but why? Is it because it's a rare place to go? Yeah, is yeah for it, sure. I know, but don't you think that that is in itself kind of societally driven? Maybe. It's a place that not I many people go it. to. I also see the pictures of it. I'm like, I would love to be there. I yeah, would love but, to water slide into that water. True. So, and, but here's the thing of why I think this dream has lessened for me in okay. importance is because... For you, you're a very anxious traveler. And knowing that it would take us a full day of multiple plane rides and then a smaller plane to get to these islands, it would be miserable for you. I would need to be tranquilized. And so that (laughs) makes that whole trip a lot more difficult to think about doing. And it's not from a standpoint of like, you're ruining my dreams because you have travel anxiety. It's like, I love you and I want to do this trip with you. I don't want you to be miserable to do this. Yeah, I get it. For what result? Which is to see the beautiful societal thing that I've seen in magazines and movies and the YouTube videos and bucket list family right. goes all the time. And I'm like, like how my... do you get your kids there? There's three children. They all just fly perfectly fine. Come on. Well, if someone had flown with me from the time <laughs> I was born, maybe I would be less anxious as a traveler. Which is ironic because your mom was a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> well, and my point is like the amount of joy that you would get out of seeing that beautiful view, which I'm not taking anything away from. But like, are there other places closer by that you would get a similar high from? You know what I mean? The really interesting thing about this is that it's just so difficult being a human being to go, I want to go to the Maldives. I want to stay over the water bungalow. I want to water slide into the beautiful sea. But would I get the same amount of joy of driving to Yosemite and like staying at a cool Airbnb around there where there's no travel anxiety? There's still beautiful views of a different kind. Uh, You're with friends or you're in nature or whatever. But it's impossible as a human to go this experience is the same feeling I would get from the other one, you know? I don't know what that is. And it's just, it's such a difficult thing being a human to convince yourself, hey man, you don't need this thing. You can do this other thing that's so much less expensive, that is so much less effort, it's so much less anxiety. And I think that just goes for all dreams. And and I, I don't know if that's like a practical thing that we have just kind of come across as we've gone through life together is to go, but why do we want this specific thing? Could, Absolutely. Could we just do something that's like a little bit less, that's not as intense as that or is not as expensive or difficult or whatever. 
And is it still fun? Is it still enjoyable? I also think just inherently in the title of this episode of being big dreams, this is the thing that kind of peeves me about dreams. Tell us about it. Well, a few years ago, I remember I was seeing everywhere this the same type of kind of motivational quote, which was like, you know, if your if your dreams aren't so big that they scare you, then you're not dreaming big enough. Like, dream big, dream big, dream big. And I'm like, we even made why? It, you even designed a T-shirt back in 2013. Dream bigger, yeah. And it was like, why? Yeah. And my whole point, and there's a piece in my book that is this as well, which is I want to try to change the conversation from dream bigger to dream deeper. Which, in my frame of reference, that just means stop looking outside of yourself for these things that people. To me, dream big means things that society tells you are important, right? Dream big. Doing things that a lot of people can see. Doing these trips that are super rare and super highly coveted for one reason or another. And more or less tuning into your inner wisdom and going, what is the what is my, like, for lack of a better term, soul, I call it your core self, what do I really want? And so for me, it was like similar things like when you asked me, would you want to sit down with Oprah and have an interview? Like, I don't know that the answer is yes it, to that. For me, it wasn't an interview. It was just to hang out with her. Right. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say no, okay. certainly. <laughs> but I there's there's a thing where early on in my business, I think with Made Vibrant, I did have these dreams of like, maybe I'll like run my own stationary studio or like maybe I'll become a speaker and I'll travel the world. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, I hate travel. Like <laughs> I go because I love the experience of it and I want to go places with you. And so, but I have to weigh those those things. And so it's kind of questioning yourself. Why do you want these things? Yeah. Do you, uh, I mean, I know the, the answer to this for us, but do you believe in bucket lists? I don't have one. So I mean, it's not like, I mean, is it Santa? Like, do I believe, <laughs> do I believe they exist? Absolutely. No, do you um, think yeah, it's no, a think worthwhile it's, practice for people to have a bucket list yes. with a bunch of things? I think what it, what I like about bucket lists is it's setting an intention. It's saying these are experiences that I want to have out of my life. And I think we're only here for such a short time. So yeah, I think they're great. Do I think that some of those things are going to match up to what you think they're going to be in your head? No, but I don't think that's any reason not to do them. Yeah. Um, What's on your bucket list? Um, I don't I don't have a written bucket list at all. It's just the and I think part of it, too, is because if you write a bucket list of things, it's going to be something that you constantly focus on because it's like, well, I've written these things down. I got to do them. What if you died a week from now? Would you be sad that you did not do hot air balloon ride? I thought the same thing. Yeah. Which th I think means we have to do it. But I in this moment right now. Also, I'm the one in our relationship that's afraid of heights and falling. I am changing my answer. I don't. I think I just think I should want to do it. I'm taking my own advice. I don't think I want to do it. Um, the other thing, I, if I, well, this isn't an if I die tomorrow, but it's just something that I think about and I would like to do. I'd like to spend a day at Pixar and oh, just see what it's like. Life. But I am very nervous to see that it's like it's a slog for them right, too. Like it's it's just like, a, like like the meetings up and the creativity. And yeah, and it's it's a lot of work, and it's not just like happy, fun time animation. You stories think it might are ruin flying. It for you. Yeah, like stories are flying. Like I just wanna, I wanna believe that magic happens mm -hmm. constantly at Pixar, mm -hmm. and that every day is a beautiful magical day. And I'm pretty certain it's not that way because we weren't run a creative business, and we mm -hmm. know that it's not that way all the time. Um, what are some things that come to mind for you on the like? What would I be sad? Yeah. Mm, this is really revealing some things about my psyche. Cool. Where it's like, I think I'm protecting myself from uh, disappointment by not setting any goals for myself. <laughs> may or may not be true. Um, 
again, at this point, I'm just like sort of reaching for stuff, well, like things that I think other people would want. I think you bring up a really good point that we have both come to in our relationship. And I would say I, I've, I think I've had the influence on this in our lives is that we live very much in the present. Mm -hmm. So a dream trip for us is not a trip we're going to take in 20 years. It's a trip we're going to take in two years. Mm -hmm. A dream thing that we're going to try and accomplish with our business or whatever is not something that we're going to think about for a long time. It's like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to mm -hmm. put it into practice. Um, and I just think that for yeah, you... Maybe I'm afraid that if I say what my dream is, we'll have <laughs> we're to do, do it. it. Yeah. But I just think that we so much live in the present, like you said, because, and this has been my mantra forever, is like, I don't want to live my life when I'm 60. I want right. to live my life now. I want to enjoy good food, good friends, good travel, um, all the great across the board for all of those things. And I want to do that now because if I died tomorrow, if I was, you know, had some crazy disease that attacked me, I would be so upset that I just saved and squirreled away money. And listen, I get it. You need to do that just for like being a, a smart human and saving for things to go wrong. But I want to live every day thinking like, if I died tomorrow, today was a good day. Well, that's what I'm thinking about is like when I really think about the things that I want, that I get tremendous joy from, I've experienced some uh, some version of it in my own life. So I think about like the Michelin star plant-based restaurant. And I'm like, well, yeah, but all the time we seek out experiences where we- go to, we, we go to Gracias Madre yeah, in LA. And, and we eat great plant-based food. Yeah. And then I think about, oh, I want to travel to these obscure places around the world. And it's like, well- we do these road trips. Like I think about the trip we took to Taos where we saw those gorgeous mountains and stayed in that little earth ship. And it's like, that's my version of that. Cause I was yeah. thinking like those crazy hotels you see on Pinterest pins and stuff where it's like the one in the caves of such Jamaica, and such or the one yeah. of just like crazy experiences. You and I'm like, we did a version of that in Taos, New Mexico. And it yeah. was beautiful. And I painted and like, it was amazing. And so I guess the lesson there is you don't have to wait for your big dreams to come true. You can find versions of them using whatever means that you have at the time, you yeah. know? And I, this is also kind of a, I don't know if you would consider this as like a big dream, but I'm just saying it in case anyone else is out there is, is like, I think about having a family. Like that's a big dream of mine. Like if I died, to, you know, in a week from now and we had never had kids, like I would be sad. The good thing is that you should know it takes a lot longer than a week to make a baby. <laughs> We're going to get to work. Just kidding. Gotta, I'm kidding. Got to have a lot of planning. But like that's uh, that's one where I'm like that. Why, why is that? I'm curious. Just to dig into that a little bit. I want the experience of I think just motherhood is such a unique experience. What if we just go to some playgrounds and you just <laughs> walk, be, up some kids, some lists. walk up to some kids and just I don't think help them out? It's the same. But I think the experience of. OK, so I view I view kind of motherhood as like. In a lot of ways, you're like a spiritual guide for this other human in the world or humans. But like, let's say you just start with one, uh, this other human in the world. And I love the idea of an experience where you get to help introduce this person to the world and guide them through the experience of being a human. And like, I think it goes back to my weird love of like teaching and my love of just nurturing, which just sounds kind of crazy because you're like, you would not a very nurturing person um, to <laughs> I you didn't, specifically. I didn't but didn't I, it. I, it's didn't just it. been something that I've always thought about. And you and I have had this conversation so many times where, you know, I really, during my 20s, when when we were sort of deconstructing the whole idea of our, the wedding and, and should we get married and Shout out to our marriage episode if you're interested on learning more about that. So I had to confront, kind of look myself in the mirror and ask myself a lot of questions about 
having kids as well and go, well, is just this something that I think I should do? Um, and I definitely went down the rabbit hole of like, there are a lot of mentor, female mentors that I have that don't have kids. Like Liz Gilbert is one that comes to mind. And there, Oprah is another one that comes to mind. And there are amazing aspects to their lives that I see could be very um, attractive to me where it's like the freedom, the flexibility, like the utter ability to make the most out of your life because you don't have this other person that is basically a part of you that you're trying to um, share That's time sucking, with. sucking the life out of you. You can say Sucking it. life out of you. Yeah. Um, and I asked myself all these questions and the result that I came to was, no, this is a big dream that I have. This is what I want. I want to, um, I, I think it's magical. Like also I think it's magical. The idea, and I, this is saying like willing that we have kids that are of our own like genetics. I'm not saying that that's a guarantee. I know for a lot of people that's hard to do. So I'm not closed off to things like adoption or anything like that. But I think one also really beautiful thing about having kids is that it's half of you and half of me. And how freaking cool is that? What would that person be like? What if it's one third of each of us and then one third of a third person? Who's the third person? Pick somebody. LeBron James? Oprah? <sighs> yes. Oh, mm, hard to pick. Oprah. Oprah wins. Definitely Oprah. Uh, that's, um, that's super weird. Maybe if we wait long enough, that'll be an option. Yeah. Um, but I so do, anyway, that's where that comes from. And I think that, that... And I know that that's not one of your big dreams, but we've talked about how... Yeah, and I, I think that, that this is an example of one of those things where we both want this thing in our lives. One of us wants it more than the other, but we've also just openly discussed hey, well, how does this actually fit into our life? And I think for a lot of people, having kids is not necessarily a dream that you look forward to. It's something that happens and then you just figure it out along the way. And that's fine. I don't... But I think... you think that's for most people? I think for most people, it is not a plan. For us, it is a plan. I think most people, it's a plan. I think maybe you have had some experiences. I don't think so. Do we have any statistics? Can anybody back this up? No? I okay. think so. That'd be interesting to I know. Guess, I guess across the whole world, maybe not. Yeah. I just think in general, it's not like a. the majority of people don't go, in three to five years, we are going to do this because for the next three to five years, we want to live our lives, be as selfish as possible, have the flexible schedule, do all the things we want to do that are like, you know, bucket list items for an easy way to say them. And then it's like, okay, now we're ready to move and transition into a different way of living mm -hmm. where we still do all the things we want to do. But we understand that like another human takes up a lot of resources and, like, and time. To and me, the way I've always described in the it best to of you, ways. the way I've always described it to you is like, I want to be at that place where that's the adventure. And that's I, the big dream. We also both want to be at that place where it doesn't feel like a burden. Yeah. And we both feel like as much as our mothers love us and they raised us with all good intentions and everything else. I think it was very difficult for them for both, you know, for having us and, and there's a lot of extra work. It's a lot of extra stress, a lot of extra pressure. And they love us and they probably wouldn't have changed anything at all. But we both want to bring our child into a situation where hopefully there's a lot more financial security and stability. Hopefully there's a household that there isn't different father figures being changed throughout. And we really like that's another thing for me. It's like. There's still work to be done in our relationship to figure out how yes, we're still. Yes, but again, there's always going to be work oh, to totally. be done. Oh, totally. I understand. I'm just saying that, again, I think a lot of people, it's just like a kid's going to fix the relationship. Oh, yeah. This episode took a fun turn. But I do think that like that's just a realistic thing that we both are dreaming about. And it, it's it's a different dream for both of us. And we talk about that and we figure that out. And so as a couple in a relationship, sometimes people just don't do that. And it's just yeah. one person wants one thing, one person wants the other. And that can lead to why things don't work out took a turn i mean it just it just went a direction not a bad i don't think it's a bad turn you think well, it, you think it's a bad turn no no no. oh 
say my belly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, my last point on that, which is the whole reason I brought it up, that's the joke I'm making that it took a turn. Like, I'm glad we talked about that, but like it did kind of veer off from big dreams. But my whole point for bringing that up in general is that I think ordinary life things can be big dreams as well. Like you can just really love your ordinary life. You know what I mean? Totally. And, I and think ordinary can be beautiful. Going back to your point of like, why do we want to go to the Maldives? I am sure so much of that is a societally driven Well, that was what I was kind thing. of trying to show you. Right. But what I'm saying too is that like, I think some of those are okay to have if you actually come to it and you're like, no, this is what I want. Like, I want this thing. I want to go here. I want like, the slide. I want Going them. to like St. Barth's and going to all these other places in the Caribbean, like St. Barth's, Saint Barth's. Um, like just all those places, I don't care at all. Mm-hmm. But those are like societal, like this is beautiful sailboats, beautiful oceans, mm-hmm. all stuff. Like I don't care at all about any of those. But Maldives, I care. I want to go. It's also sinking. Exactly. So I don't want it to be without us. I'm contributing to this dream. You've set a pretty high expectation for this. I want you to know. I have had no idea this is where uh, our conversation of big dreams were going to go, but I have a good feed that is absolutely perfect for this. Really? This is a segment of our show where we Google something for you, the listener at home, but also for the other person. I have pretty much taken over as the official Wagug to fear. Because I am bad at preparing for things. I will say that the next time that we record, it's on you. I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. All right. So uh, I Googled for you today. We're we're on a fact-based one, but it is very fun. Uh, I have multiple things for you to guess. Which Can't I wait. Think is fun. Can't wait. But the most important one, which relates exactly to what we were just talking about. Okay. How many babies, on average, this is perfect, are born every minute around the world? This is so gosh, total. This I know. is so it's one amazing. of those questions from. It's that game that we like. I forget what it's called. The one where you guess the probability of things or whatever, the math, the the dry erase boards. Come on, what's the game? We played it with your grandparents. You really just blanked out this memory, didn't you? The math? We write down the numbers on the dry erase cards. Oh, my God. Think of Asheville. Think yeah. of going with your family. Yeah. We played this game. It's literally the one thing we did while we were there. Oh, what's that game called? Because our friends Jen and Caleb also played it. I want to eat this microphone because you literally <laughs> just blanked called? out. I remember it now. I don't I know, know what, what the name called? of the game is called, though. Like Numbers and Nellies or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Numbers and okay, Nellies. Can you repeat the question? How many babies around are the world are born, born on every average minute. every minute? 20,000. Around the world? Around the world per minute. I want you to think per minute. 2,000. 250 babies are born per minute on average. 250 which equates across to the world. 130 million babies born. Every year? Every year. Wow. How many okay. people die every year? That I did not include. It was listed, but I didn't want to go the morbid. I, I mean, it's go. just the natural. I know, but I just was like, this is question. a positive show. We bring positivity to it, and I'm not doing it. Right. We're not going to make you confront your mortality today. Uh, the other questions that go along with this. Um, how many people were on planet Earth in 1800? In the year this 1800. This is fun. I Thank like you. this. Thank you. On planet Earth yep. in 1800. Yep. Don't include anybody on Mercury. Three billion. Less than a billion. How many, we have been busy bees. How many here. people yeah. were there in 1927? On the planet. On the planet. So 130 years later, basically. Four billion. Two billion. Oh, my God. This is scary. This is too rapid. So in less than 100 years, there are 7.5 billion people 
So in 130 years, we've we gained went from five billion, less than a billion to. Now let's talk about some some factors that are medicine. Um, more I food. Just, I just think there's less a, disease. There's a lot more people just doing it. Um, my last thing for you is, in what year do you think that the population will be at 11 billion people? Like based on predictions. Based on predictions. 2060. Close. 2100. The year 2100. Really? Yeah. 11 billion? 11 billion. Guys, shit's not going to go well. <laughs> There's not enough room. There's like, not enough room in right now. You said in 2100? Yeah. So, 80, so that's like, 80, that's scary, 81 man. years from now. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. We need to hurry up and colonize Mars. Hurry up, Elon. Hurry up. All right. Those were your good to fees. Uh, that wraps up this episode on big dreams. Big dreams. On bucket lists. Leave a on... comment below and let us know what your big dreams are. Maybe like three big dreams that you have. Or are just they... one. Do you, if you just have just one. one you know? Are they professional related? Are they trips that you want to take? Are they, you want to build a house? Do you want to have kids? Like what are the big dreams that you also, have? Also, let us know if maybe this episode had you rethinking your dreams and had you going, you know what? These crazy zooks are right. I think I was going after all the big societal dreams. I don't know what my dreams are. I got to rethink everything. And then you have a midlife crisis and then you go through that whole thing in the YouTube comment and we get to read through that and you just work through it by the end and you're a great person by the end. Congratulations. I'm so happy that, I can't that wait. you went through that. Can't wait to read that for you. Thanks for watching our show. We appreciate it. Leave a rating review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts or just tell a friend about the show. That'd hey, be fun. and if you're on YouTube, subscribe. Yeah, do that. That's a fun thing you can do as well.